you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hey, Larson. On today's Going In Raw News Beef, Chris Jericho talks about the possibility of going back to WWE. AJ Styles issues a challenge to a legendary superstar. Triple H comments on the Adam Cole, Pat McAfee incident. Plus, we're going to preview tonight's Raw and answer your questions. But first, sounds like Vince McMahon may not think Aleister Black is the total package. Larson, what's well, in the news? So, we, you know, while Aleister Black hasn't exactly had still a creative since his call more than a year ago, it's hard to believe it's been more than a year, huh? Yeah. Um, he has been constantly involved, consistently involved, and racked up a ton of wins. I think he's only had two losses. Uh, but then on Monday, as I mentioned, he took his second pinfall loss on the main roster in a match against Seth Rollins. And according to Tom Colohue, it seems like Vince McMahon may not see Aleister as a main event player. Colohue said on the recent Sports Kita dropkick discussions, quote, it was definitely a big defeat to take, even though it was like to a big name like Seth Rollins. He was slightly protected because of interference from Buddy Murphy. Uh, things have really changed in the last couple of weeks for Aleister Black. Now, Paul Heyman definitely loved him, and Aleister Black was really the headline of the show for him every week. He would ha- be having a half-hour match in the opening minutes. To my knowledge, it is Vince McMahon who has mixed opinions, shall we say. Vince added the creek to the entrance when he leverages up, and now he has removed the entrance altogether. We haven't seen the Aleister Black entrance in a long time. To put it bluntly, Vince thinks there's something missing about Aleister Black, similar to how he feels about Cesaro. Keep an eye on this one because we all know how that went. So, uh, yeah, we've seen the proof in this particular pudding. Aleister Black has been basically, you know, Rey Mysterio's biggest fan. Uh, he's been having raised proxy essentially yeah yeah i mean that here's the thing though that's like a really professional way of putting it like oh he has my proxy it's just that for no reason he's been celebrating and and defending ray mysterio's name and it boggles my mind yeah and with with the 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 thinnest of motivation i have kind of i have kind of a bone of contention with the idea that and i know here's the thing tom collie is not the first person to say this about uh, Paul Heyman being an Aleister Black fan, but was he really? I mean, Aleister Black was in that room for how long? A very long period yeah. of time. That started, that started before Heyman took over, though. It did, but it's not like once Heyman showed up, there was... I mean, okay, so we had heard that uh, he was slated to win the Rumble, uh, and then they he was penciled in at one point, and they they pulled the trigger on Drew McIntyre. But like I and I know he beat like a ton of jobbers, but I mean even through Heyman's run, did he have he? There was nothing. There there was nothing. And how long was he Heyman was, in charge of Raw for? Was he it, was, was, it he a was year? never involved in any sort of interesting feud beyond uh, like when they first brought him and Murphy into the ring together main roster. That was actually a motivated storyline that kind of quickly petered out. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond that, Alistair has not been the focus of really any feud. 
So, so well, he's been on TV getting a lot of wins, as you mentioned, mostly against enhancement talent. Um, it's it's he's been involved, but he hasn't been utilized to his fullest. Because here's the thing: I don't know how the hell Vince is thinking. Thinking uh, Alistair Black is missing something. Alistair Black has everything. He's exciting in the ring, especially for a striker. Because sometimes striker striker wrestlers is just punch, punch, kick, kick. Dude, it's fast. He knows how to tell a story. Uh, he keeps his style interesting. He does new things. Dude's got a great look. He's got a ton of mystique. He carries himself like a superstar. He's good on the mic. Like, I don't know any facet in which he's, he's, he's deficient. You know what I mean? I don't disagree with anything you said. And in fact, he checks all the boxes. WWE 2, remember when 2K19, I think, did their uh, DLC? And he was like, obviously, the guy they put all their resources into because, like, the model was amazing. He was super overpowered. It mm-hmm. was pretty great. It was obviously no. I, I agree with everything he said. He's got everything. When he was in NXT, like I was, he was like literally my number one guy. I was really excited for him to come to main roster. But it's like, dude, I don't know. So April fifteenth, uh, uh, Alistair Black was drafted to the Raw brand. Um, and then, wait a second, April fifteenth, he was drafted to the Raw brand. However, on April twenty second, he was drafted to, to the SmackDown brand. This happened like a week later. He went back to SmackDown. What? I'm just looking at his Wikipedia entry here. Uh, okay. So, so yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, last year in April, he started doing the backstage promos. Um, it wasn't until July 9th that somebody accepted his his challenge, right? And that was Cesaro. Cesaro, yeah. They did an extreme rules match in July, and then as part of the 2019 draft in October, he was drafted to Raw. Uh, and that's when he went. So that was probably like Heyman's thing. He went on a winning streak, squashing his opponents. Uh, November 18th, Buddy Murphy, he started that stuff. Uh, they did a TLC. They did the TLC. They did a match of TLC. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at the Royal Rumble, which some people say that he, you know, was in line maybe to win. And then uh, he had that one loss to AJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, and then he had a before. thing with AJ. But even then, dude, like in February, Heyman was still in charge in February. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it's not like they gave him like a decisive thing. Yeah, they had him beat AJ Styles in a no DQ match with interference from the Undertaker. Uh, WrestleMania 36, he beat Bob Lashley. All right, so there's some proof there. I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, I I agree with you though. Vince McMahon is crazy if he doesn't see if he if he doesn't think. Alistair Black, like I've always, I've always been a big fan of Cesaro, but I've always kind of understood what Vince was talking about with Cesaro. Like Cesaro checks all the boxes for me personally, but I could understand how Vince wouldn't see the attraction aspect in Cesaro because Vince Mm -hmm. likes the attraction guys, you know? Yeah. Alistair has that. He's got the mystique. He's got everything. He's got the look. He's got everything you want mm-hmm. I, I this boggles my mind completely i don't I get it i know it I totally does I don't, I don't i don't i don't i don't understand it i don't understand and it's it. disappointing dude here that can make you a ton of money and you don't you don't utilize that it's i don't get it i don't mm-hmm. get it yeah i mean as far as the the entrance being gone i mean it was a pretty elaborate entrance to have it there at the performance center um i don't know that i mean i don't know if that would have actually changed because did they? Ha- did he have his entrance at the performance center before? I don't remember. It's been a long time since I recall seeing it. Usually he runs out to save. <laughs> Usually somebody he from runs being out of Rey Mysterio's in danger. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. that's a good point though. Like I don't at WrestleMania 36. Like he probably had his entrance there, huh? 
Yeah, maybe. Now they have those weird plexiglass. So. Who knows? Anyways. It seems like uh, so long ago, even even just April. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, man, I have a question for you, Larson. What? Do you think the demo god, Chris Jericho, is ever going to come back to WWE? I don't know, man. It seems like a long time ago that he was in even in WWE, but on his latest Saturday Night Special stream, Le Champion, Chris Jericho, spoke about a possible and potential return to World Wrestling Entertainment. So we had to say, transcript from WrestleTalk, quote, it's not going to happen. Sounds like oh, me. Wow. I really enjoy being in AEW. I love my time in WWE. I love Vince McMahon. I learned a lot. I had a lot of fun. But listen, you can't stay in the same place forever. Yeah. So there's two things about this statement. Number one, it's Chris Jericho saying it. Then you never believe anything he says. Number two, literally that last sentence there. I had a lot of fun. But listen, you can't stay in the same place forever. Uh, I could totally see him going back to WWE um, ages from now. Uh, he's got a three-year contract, I think, with AEW. That's Is that my right? understanding, yes, yes. Um, and even after that, if he's still having tons of fun, if AEW's still rolling along, I could see him totally re-signing there, maybe for another couple of years. Oh, yeah. Um, but I could, I could absolutely see him uh, uh, going back to WWE, even if it's a matter of, of getting some Hall of Fame stuff, uh, doing some promos, if, if it's after his in-ring career is done, yeah. I he's he's I mean he's made sure to stay on good terms for the most part yes. with WWE. Yes. And in, like you know, I, I think in terms of wrestling again for WWE, that seems like a pretty small chance because yeah, he seems invested in AEW. He seems to really enjoy his time here there, um, and uh, there's really no reason for him to leave AEW. My understanding is he gets paid handsomely. Mm-hmm. He has basically unlimited creative freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, he, not only into his own stuff, he seems uh, to be very vocal uh, in terms of giving notes on other creative ideas being pitched or implemented. Uh, there's really no reason for him to leave unless he just really cr- craves like that WrestleMania platform, and well, he's yeah, done it all already. Yeah. So you you know you know, um, there, and now even with AEW, it seems like great. Right now, it's not a good uh, sample size of that. Uh, he, I would assume, have all the freedom he, he wants to say. Maybe he had this in WWE too. I don't know. Hey, I want to go on a tour with my band. I want to take three months off. Yeah, I mean, there's also if he, you know, he's he's a guy who who, if there was something creatively speaking that he was really interested that only WWE could offer as well, he just he look he's in a position now he can literally just do what he wants to do. Yeah. Um. So, uh. So yeah, I think that you know, but it also you know at the same time like t- saying taking anything he has to say. Uh, <laughs> it's just it's such a grain of salt, and he's oh, so yes. good at that. He's so good at that because he does. He has a platform; people listen to him. But man, it's like with him, it's like take what he says and then completely spin it around to the opposite. And that's usually what he's getting. Yeah, at. usually would. But you know, he he gives you the no. I don't plan on going back. But there's always that caveat at the end. Oh yeah, you don't stay in one place forever. And hey, he's the, gonna pick that, up his. He's gonna pick up his Hall of Fame ring, dude. He's gonna do that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. For sure. Anyway, someone else who seems... Uh, destined for a Hall of Fame career. Adam mm-hmm. Cole mm-hmm. was involved in a bit of an incident yeah, on man. last week's 
uh, Pat McAfee show. And then uh, Adam Colbebe took to Twitter to apologize for his part in the incident. Uh, Steve, why don't you take this one? Yeah, so he posted this via the Notes app uh, picture, which is a popular way of apologizing these days. He said this, I've had the weekend to think about everything, and it's still hard to put into words where to begin. First of all, to anyone that I offended, I apologize. I apologize because I represent a brand that commands respect, not just because of what we do in the ring, but how we handle ourselves outside the ring. Even though he continued to push my buttons, I should still have kept my composure and acted like a professional. I'm embarrassed by my reaction, and I'll make sure something like that never happens again. Thanks for the continued support, everyone. He probably was cracking up the entire time he was writing this. Yes. Uh, but uh, to do some additional uh, damage control, I guess, Triple H appeared on today's edition of Pat McAfee's show and spoke of the incident saying this, and these transcripts come to you via Fightful. I like both of you guys. You're both good guys and very passionate. To me, this is all a misunderstanding. You guys have had a relationship for a while, positively, and then becoming negative. It started from a place of you participating in NXT shows, and you've had interactions from the showbiz side. Sometimes those lines get blurred, and you guys had a relationship that became somewhat more contentious behind the scenes. It was a budding irritation that was interesting for people. I apologize for Adam coming on your show. He is the nicest guy in the world. He comes on your show. There's an interaction where I believe Adam is being a little overly sensitive and you being Pat McAfee, a professional button pusher. You needle people for a living. I didn't ask him to put out an apology or do anything. He's a grown man responsible for his own actions. To me, this is two guys. I'm sure you've had this on your teams. The guy you don't get along with, and the guy you almost come to blows with becomes the guy you're closest to. I think that's what this is. At some point, sooner than later, you guys should get together, sit in the same room, be honest with each other, and have that conversation. And so, my understanding is he then invited uh, McAfee out to Florida to have this, uh, uh, this, this summit, this sit-down, this face-to-face with Adam Cole. <laughs> okay, so, so that's where this is headed. Pat McAfee is going to be on an episode of NXT to try to take you know advantage views wise ratings wise of this blow up situation i'm still kind of surprised that wwe let adam cole drop so many f-bombs on the pat mcafee show yeah i don't know i mean i'm i'm, I'm less surprised that uh like if it was vince i'd be more surprised triple h i, I understand he's aware that wb is supposed to be a, a family friendly brand but at the same time nxt kind of exists somewhat on his own little island he can do stuff like this and not really raise a whole lot of eyebrows yeah, 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 for sure. Um, so I don't know. I think that'll be uh, it'll be. I've I've actually grown to appreciate Pat McAfee quite a bit. When he first showed up in NXT, his personality just it was too barstool. It just like grated on me. But uh, when I saw his thing, his shtick, and uh, I don't know, he's I sort of grew. I grew to to appreciate him quite a bit. And, and a lot of that actually had to do with seeing the watch along stuff with him and Adam mm-hmm. Cole, uh, mm-hmm. and and what good humor he took. It was obvious that these guys, it number one, it's obvious these guys do get along behind the scenes because That's Adam right. Cole can't help but laugh whenever he's making fun of them. Mm-hmm. And it's always like in good fun ribbing, like you and I do to each other, you know? Yeah. Well, even the stuff that McAfee was saying on his show was like, uh, yeah, you'd surround yourself with more talented people. It was so kayfabe. It was like, oh, the I only know. reason you win is because Undisputed Era helps you out. Well, like I said when we were talking about this last week, that's part of this show. Adam Cole's not going to get sensitive about that yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah. and he's joked himself about uh being uh, a bit on the smaller side 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He totally has. Yeah. And so why yeah. why why would he take offense to to that? So totally mm. a work. Hundred percent. Absolutely. Percent. Totally. A work. Absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah. So speaking of uh, also a work, uh, <laughs> AJ Styles. Oh wow! This was during an interview. It wasn't on his Twitch stream. No. Wow. So AJ Styles looks like he might be challenging the Dead Man for like an actual last ride, a lastest ride. Um, because during a recent interview with BT Sport, AJ Styles spoke about having one more match against The Undertaker, the dead man, and he proposed a last ride stipulation. And he said this from WrestlingNews.co. Larson, do you want to read this one? Sure. Fine. You want me to give you one? I'm the IC champ. Undertaker has never been the IC champ. I'll put on the line against you, Undertaker. And if you can friggin' beat me, I'll leave the WWE forever. But if I win, you leave. That's the story behind that one. I want The Undertaker at SummerSlam because he hasn't come to me and said, I'm done, I'm retired. He just said it on TV. But he said that if Vince McMahon needed him, he'd be there. Challenge has been issued. The gauntlet has been thrown. Will the dead man accept? Yeah, because there's no way AJ... If this was a Twitch stream, then I would have been like, okay, this is just AJ throwing it out there. It's not a big deal. But this is like an actual interview with like an actual media outlet. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't Vince isn't Vince McMahon like super against people doing that kind of thing unless like there's a match. Yeah, he doesn't like people promoting matches that he can't deliver on. No, that, that uh, apparently really irritates him. <laughs> right. And I don't know if I don't know if AJ I, I would think that AJ cares about that these days, but it's seeming he he's in his older age. When I say you know, that, I mean our age. He's, he was noted in a lot of shoot interviews for being relatively diplomatic about things. But he just said recently that Dixie Carter ruined TNA. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's seemingly not worried so much about the diplomacy anymore. You know, I think losing the Good Brothers really kind of just gave him an, you know, I don't give an F type attitude. I, I It kind of feels that way. I think sitting there on his Twitch stream. You know, he's 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 winding down. I mean, he has said himself, isn't this doesn't he consider this is probably gonna be his last mm-hmm. wrestling contract? Um, so yeah, I kind of feel like he probably looks around and sees how much shooting is going on around him on Twitch streams and whatnot, and he's like, Hey man, whatever, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna call it like it is. Um and he's he's putting himself out there a little bit more. Because if you go back, yeah, like five years or so, you look at some of his shoot interviews from a little while ago. He's the most diplomatic person mm-hmm. there is. Like, I'd like mm-hmm. to hear his thoughts about Hulk Hogan today mm-hmm. and, and what he did with TNA mm-hmm. as opposed to a couple of years ago. And he was like, oh, yeah, my only problem was he, he came in. They didn't really know our names. So they didn't really know. I was like, man, you're just basically being very diplomatic while saying that Hulk Hogan came in, didn't know anybody, and buried everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Effectively. Yeah. So I kind of uh, hope uh, someone in chat here mentioned that uh, this match would happen at Survivor Series, and I agree. If it's going to be... Undertaker's, oh, Mr. Sinister said it better be a Survivor Series. Uh, if this could be Undertaker's real last ride, have it come full circle 30 years after his debut at Survivor Series. Um, yeah, that's the place to do it. Granted, mm-hmm. the chances of fans being in attendance for Survivor Series, I still think, are pretty slim, but it's still greater than the, the, uh, the possibility of fans being in attendance for SummerSlam. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So if it's going to be Taker's say- last match, it's got to be in front of fans. Put yeah, put it off until until there are fans. Don't make mm-hmm. it solid until there are fans around. You mm-hmm. know, um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. That's cool. Somebody uh, who is this? Uh, 
Panda Police Club says Adam Cole's mods had been deleting all the comments relating to the Pat McAfee in his Twitch chat. That's such a that's such a like tricky situation, I think, for wrestlers, because when they get involved in something that is, I guess, for lack of a better word, controversial, and then they go on these Twitch streams, uh, you know, they have to figure out then how how do they deal with these things? You know, it's like you're keeping kayfabe, but then these Twitch streams are often out of character. Um, yeah. How do you tow that line? And uh, and that's one way to do it. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Spideyville says Cole likes to keep his streams PG too. Not me, man. The, my uh, my gaming stream the other day here at uh, the Twitch. Oh, oh boy, dear. that slow wolf pack game. I was cursing up left and right. Oh dear. Yeah. I even shed a tear for poor Sir Chewbacca. Anyways, uh, we got a raw preview, man. We do because raw is on tonight. Three hours. Raw we got is on one, tonight. two, oh, three, four. Oh, there should be a really good match here. So first up, we've got Drew McIntyre. Uh, choosing the stipulation for his rematch with Dolph Ziggler this Monday on Raw. So the match is going to happen. Sorry, go ahead. The match is going to happen a week from today, or is it happening today? No, I think it's tonight. That that match is happening tonight. Okay, I thought so. It was going to be a title match, but now it's not a title match anymore. Oh. And then, did you see the exchange between the two of them where Dolph tells Drew to make it a career versus career? And then Drew said, essentially, I've been going through Google Images, and this one struck my got my attention, and it's bald Dolph. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> pretty funny. I saw that. That's good stuff. I know. I, the funny. idea of Drew sitting there on his phone chuckling to himself I know. really makes me laugh. Because he doesn't strike me as a guy who's really smooth with his phone. <laughs> like, I could see him he, as being the kind of guy. He holds it like this. Yeah. <laughs> he holds and then it uses like... the one finger. Yeah, he does. The, this is totally true, man. <laughs> Anyways, uh, after that, we've got Asuka and Sasha Banks colliding for the Raw Women's Championship. That should so, be great. Man, it, yeah, but if they, both these matches on the show, that should be a pretty fun pretty fun. I'm run. pretty sure Drew versus Dolph was on the show. I thought what, it was, was supposed to be for this week, too. That was my understanding, but maybe they changed that as well as changing that, the, the fact of this title match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Randy Orton to kick off Raw by announcing his next target. The targeted. Who do you think is, uh, is he going to kick uh, Ric Flair out of existence? Uh, he's probably going to say he wants to he wants to prove or, or cement the fact that he's the greatest wrestler in the world by by having the WWE Championship. That'd be my guess. Probably right I'll about probably say that. Whoever wins match uh, that match, so on, we've got on the challenge at SummerSlam. Three Raw tag teams, and I believe it's Cedric and Ricochet. It's the uh, Viking her? Raiders. Viking Raiders and, and Andrade and Garza. Andrade yeah. and Garza are all going to yeah. be fighting for uh, oh for a title bout at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Well, they've been building up uh, Andrade and Garza uh, to sort of do this, but didn't they already have a title shot? It wasn't a title match, but they just lost to Street Profits last week. Man, give that to Cedric and Ricochet. Put them on a pay-per-view. God, please do that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be so good. Uh, and then, then finally, Rey Mysterio's son, yeah. Walter, I mean Dominic, is coming to Raw to confront Seth Rollins. Is this when Dominic joins the greater good? No, nah, it's not going to happen. Or maybe now that I said that, it's going to happen tonight. Seth, Seth Rollins, listen to me. I don't like that you took my father's eyeball. I am the UK champion. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, oh my goodness. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, 
it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. All right, man. How about we answer some questions? I think we got a, a healthy number of, oh, of we questions do, we do. here on the Twitter. We so we'll do. take that. And Start if anybody on the what? Twitch chat, if anybody in the Twitch chat wants to uh, ask a question, then uh, just have it highlighted with your channel points, and uh, we'll we'll hop right on that. Uh, Mr. Triple Mania, Juan Guerrero Jr. So since I didn't get my birthday shout-out last week on my actual birthday, like Steve said he would last Monday, I was ready to give him a birthday shout-out. And you're like, no, it's not his birthday. Happy belated birthday, Mr. Triple Mania. Uh, um, yeah, so, but he wants, it, he wants it in, like, voices, I think. Yeah. Uh, oh, from Steve, go. as Undertaker and Larson, as Dijkovic and Putty. Also, if G1 Climax returns this year, uh, should it be a one-night thing or maybe a battle royal? Wouldn't so that be hilarious thing, if the if the G one it was like it's not like a month long affair now it's a it's like royal. the New Japan Rumble for <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom yeah yeah uh, happy birthday to one oh wait no yeah, hold on a right. second let's try this because he's Mister Triple Mania Feliz Navidad no that's Merry Christmas which one is Happy yeah. Birthday oh man it's on the tip of my tongue Anos something Anos uh, Feliz Feliz Compliños yes. Happy like birthday, Compleanos. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's gonna be an, it's gonna be an Arby's night for your birthday. Feliz Compleanos, para ti. Anthony, create two teams of musicians, Survivor Series style. Larson picks five American artists to go up against Steve's five British artists, uh, then decide. Why? Which team is better? So we got to have essentially uh, a musicians Survivor Series match. Okay. Oh man, I got two. So you got American, I got British. Yeah. So if this is like a real wrestling bout. That's how I'm booking my team. All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, and I'm kind of using, you know, like peak iterations of all of these particular musicians not necessarily current day okay but this is way this is a wrestling match though right yeah okay um uh, so you need five right five <laughs> five yeah I, th- I think mine is gonna win the brits make some crazy people <laughs> i don't know man i got a pretty good squad so far uh <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, okay. Uh, so it's five on five, right? Correct. All right. 
second here no, take your time take your time well no i know but we're this is a show man i don't have people that yeah i know i know i know i know i know uh all right oh 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 wait uh oh crap it was just on the tip of my goddamn tongue yeah i'll keep him let's see here Uh Okay, I think All right. If you know if you know what you got, go ahead. Uh let's see here. Let's double check here. Um, okay. Oh, I think he had some run-ins. <laughs> Had some run-ins, is that what you said? Dude, I'm looking for badasses here. All right, listen to this lineup I've got right, here. Go number ahead, go one, ahead. number one, I'm sorry, but I win with number one. It's Lemmy. Okay. There is no bigger badass in the history of music than Lemmy. All right, so that's number um, one. Uh, number one on me, uh, He uh, in, his, in his heyday, he was jacked. Jacked. Are you going to go Danzig? Henry Rollins. Oh, is, Dan is Danzig on your team, though? Yes, number two, Glenn wow. Danzig. Yeah, that's great. That's really good. So I've got Lemmy. I've got, oh, that's who I was going to, what's his stupid name? Uh, okay, number two, man, this guy's been in, I don't know which which one is, I don't, see, I can't put them both on the same team because the team will completely implode. All right. I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to say it's uh, Liam Gallagher. But I don't know if it should have been him or Noel. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. I think dude, it's Noel. I think it's Noel. Is he's Noel the worse? It, he's the one that left Oasis, I believe. He was a lead singer, right? Okay, but Liam was the guy who... I, Noel is slightly more responsible, I think. Noel is the brother who actually writes all the songs and stuff. No, that's Liam, man. Isn't that Liam? Liam is the singer. Noel's oh, okay. the guy, Noel's the guy who does. I guess I got him backwards. Yeah, Noel's the guy who's on stage while Liam said he was sick and he couldn't perform it like on right, fire or fair something. Enough. I got him backwards. My apologies. Yeah, Liam is the loose cannon. So I got Liam. I got Lemmy. Um, this guy, I think, is actually probably a pretty chill guy, but his aura is like is like crazy. Yeah. Uh, Rob Halford. Okay. He's like badass. Like you just take one look at that guy, you're like oh man, breaking the look. That guy's gonna, that guy's gonna kill you. Who's up next for you? Oh, uh, Johnny Cash. Uh, okay, cool. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's good. Uh, next up for me is Robbie Williams. I'm pretty okay. sure Robbie Williams had plenty of run-ins with the paparazzi. I don't know that for sure, but he had to have smashed a couple pints across like some camera guys. Yeah. Um, then I got uh, Dr. Dre. He is jacked now. Yeah, he's pretty jacked. He's pretty jacked. He is jacked. He's also a billionaire. You think he's really going to get into a fight? I don't know, man. I feel like he was the least threatening member of like the West Coast gangster rap scene. He was like the guy. Like, why didn't she get Suge Knight? Uh, he's not a musician. 
He's a, a whoa! A, 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 I did not say those words. That is you. That's on you. No, I'm sure he, he probably he considers rec- himself one. No, oh, he, he didn't, didn't produce anything. anything. He was just a mogul. No, he didn't produce anything. He didn't. He didn't. It wasn't on anything. No. I don't know, man. Still, that's that's scary business. He's in the industry. Uh, well, now he's in prison, so probably a good pick. Uh, and then I've got I've got one of two options here. So like Ozzy has eaten a uh, like a bird's like a head off a bird or a bat or something. It's a bat. So that's crazy. But also, uh, I got Pete Doherty on here from the Libertines. I think he's okay. crazy too. He yeah. might be crazy, but I'm gonna go with Ozzy because that's star power. I'm box star office. power. So screw Pete Doherty. I'm going with Ozzy. Okay, that's good. That's good. Man, there's so many options for this last spot. I'm having a hard time deciding. You just make a decision. I had to decide. You decide. All right. All right. Um, Five, four, three, two, one. Pick. Fudge. I got nothing. What? I'm trying to find someone really tall who got in fights a lot. Yeah, I don't know. You just gotta, man. If you have something written down, you gotta choose. Otherwise, no, you're, you're, I only it's have five four. on four. Sure, I'll still win. <laughs> Alex C says, "GG Allen." Ugh. You're gonna get poo on everybody. Do you want to win or not, GG Allen? Well, I mean, just because he was he was like super aggressive doesn't mean he knew how to fight. You feel like Dude. he's a guy who'd start fights and just lose all the time. No, man, because he would, he's crazy. Yeah. I know you don't like him, but if you want to win, you'd pick him. I don't know. Fine, I'll pick him. <laughs> I regret it instantly. You, you've got the poo-poo guy. <laughs> yeah, I know. You. Oh, man. You. Oh, yeah. You ever seen that video of Danzig getting knocked out backstage? Yeah. I think you got a team full of like... Oh, no. Iggy Pop. Give me Iggy. Prime Iggy. He was crazy. Uh, Yeah, like that book you had. Did he have any... Did, did, like, Was he getting any scraps back then? I'm sure he was. He was. Yeah. He was crazy. You didn't want to go 60s. with Lou Reed. No. 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 All right. I, I, I kind of like feel like my team fight. wins, dude. I, th- I, I feel like know, Liam man. takes out everybody. To be honest with you, Liam's the Liam is the Liam Gallagher's the sole survivor. <laughs> oh man! All right. The next question. This has been taking next too long question. That was great. I like Madness. that. That was my favorite question of the week so far. Madness is on the mind. Uh, let's see here. Uh, fear and loathing. Uh, if you found someone else started a wrestling podcast called Growing and Raw, would you get lawyers involved or just change your name and wish uh, uh, Aku, Mang, and New Jack good luck with their new podcast? Oh, I'm, I'm in it to win it. I'm going to compete with these guys. They, okay, number one, here's the thing. They're not, they don't have longevity. They're not sticking this out for the long term. Yeah. And like we've been around based too on long. yeah we have we we don't you know if it, if it goes to court we've had this name for the longer period of time I would think that would lend us uh, some credence as far as being the going in raw I know it's not everything right you think credence could do well in a fight no <laughs> I've seen John Fogarty at a Target once <laughs> uh, guess what he was wearing see. guess. Polo, no jeans and flannel. That's oh, what he wore okay. like the whole time okay. in the sixties, man. Right. 
Well, when you get old, I figured Polo. Uh, best streamer you're not watching asks, what modes would you guys like to see back in the WWE 2K series whenever that happens again? Uh, GM, uh, custom story. Number one and... is custom story so that people can upload their story. That was the most brilliant, brilliant. Could you imagine the content we can make? A whole other channel, millions of views, just based off of finding other people's wacky stories. That mm-hmm. needs to come back. Uh, maybe easy. Who's the next big star from NXT that isn't already there? So who's the next top NXT star who's not in NXT? Um, there, there, there are really no more killer crosses on the scene, are there? Um, I guess the other potentiality is we have heard that Sonata, mm. either contract has expired mm-hmm. or is about to expire. Mm-hmm. So if he were to sign to NXT, Cold Stone uh, showing up, that in could NXT. be uh, potentially pretty huge. Um, so I'll say Sonata. I'm going to say uh, somebody from uh, AAA. So I'm going to say like uh, Taurus. The Ambergisa guy. All right. All right. <laughs> I don't know. One of the clowns, man. One of those clowns. Psycho clown. Murder clown. Take your pick. Okay. Just a clown. Uh, Nick, should NXT start announcing their match cards instead of just focusing uh, main story matches? When they announced the Great American Bash matches, it got people to tune in, but also let fans compare match cards to me. Oh, sorry, to see which matches to tune in and tune out. Generally, uh, NXT is better about their show previews in terms of announcing some of the matches. Like, sometimes Raw, when we just do a Raw preview, it'll be nothing. Well, nothing. compared to AEW, who releases, like, the entire card ahead of the time. The vast majority of it, yeah. I mean, look, I'm not I'm not there. I don't know, like, what focus groups would think. I, I honestly don't care either way. I know, what, I know generally speaking, what I'm going to get with NXT, and I'll be honest with you, I kind of prefer the surprise. They announced their big, their big matches in advance. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, but yeah. And then the way AEW does it, they like, you know, tell you everything that's going to happen. That, that might be smart for them. I mean, they've been winning in the ratings war most of the weeks. So maybe there's something to be said for that. Um, I don't know. I, I personally don't have much of a preference. I know what NXT is going to give me. I know what mm-hmm. AEW is going to give me regardless if I know what the matches are or not. So doesn't really matter to me. Uh, Matt Durat has got a two-parter. First, do you guys think AEW should keep the challenger a surprise for the open challenge? Depends on the situation. Depends. Uh, like with Warhorse, I understand yeah. since there is such a, you know, so many people were saying, hey, have Warhorse be the challenger. I understand why they announced that in advance, so everybody who asked for Warhorse to challenge will watch the show. Yeah, yeah. In terms of the marketing, it makes sense. Uh, the Eddie Kingston one, you know, I, I don't know if there was quite the popular movement that there was for Warhorse to get Eddie Kingston on there. So keeping him a surprise made sense. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that, like, there's no need for a hard and fast rule. And, in fact, sticking to whatever situation works best. I thought it was a really awesome, pleasant surprise for it to be Eddie Kingston. Mm-hmm. Um for it to be Warhorse this week to advertise in advance, the announcement itself is like, oh wow, that's really cool. Now I'm looking forward yep. to how it's going to go down. 
I don't think there's really, yeah, I don't think there should be a hard and fast rule. Just say, hey, how will this one work? I do think that if it's going to be an AEW talent, you probably don't want to give it the surprise treatment because people, mm-hmm. I think, might expect if it's going to be a surprise, going to be from outside AEW. Yes. Um, so that would be, unless it's a surprise that would surprise Cody, like, oh, my God, Dustin's coming out to challenge me. Mm-hmm. That could be a cool surprise. But that could also yeah. work, you know, announcing in advance, too. So whatever, exactly. They whatever could hype it up on Twitter or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Van Dam, top three musicians, past or present, you would love to see live. Uh, t- I'm sorry, top three what? Musicians, past or present, you would love to see live. Well, the I would say the Beatles, but they weren't actually really that great of a live. I mean, it's not that they weren't a great live band. It's that they weren't known primarily. They were known for the spectacle of being the Beatles and like, you know, just teenagers screaming their, their heads up. But even John Lennon said we didn't really grow as a live act once we got popular. Um, I think just for the historical context, it'd be fun to see the Beatles live. Yeah. Um, of course, a lot of their later stuff, like it'd be, you have to have like half a dozen, or at least a dozen musicians up there to play. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Know, most of the stuff off Sergeant Peppers. Yeah. I mean, it'd be really fun to see the Beatles do, let's say you get the Beatles in 1968 and they do like, they try to do like a live version, just the four of them of uh, the white album. Mm-hmm. That could be really that could be really cool. That'd be really neat. Mm-hmm. 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 All right, that's one. Who else you got? Uh, I never saw Soundgarden live, so I'd like to, I'd love to see love to have been able to see them. Um, and then I never saw Nirvana live, so probably them. Yeah. Um, for me, it'd be Public Enemy. Always wanted to see them live. Never got a chance to. Uh, still haven't got to see Run the Jewels live. Mm-hmm. Well, hasn't happened. And then I, I I tried to convince my dad to let me go to Nirvana in 1993, their last show in Northern California. He was like, no, you just went and saw Pearl Jam like two months ago. You don't need to go to another concert. So I never went. Whoops. So I never got to see Nirvana. And you've never talked to your dad since. That's not true. I talked to him yesterday. Um, <laughs> I believe the Butthole Surfer is open for him on that show, too. Oh, man. It's in Oakland. Uh, let's see here. L. Hi, Stephen Larson. Since there is a Hogan and Ric Flair biopic in the works, individual, not a joint one. That'd be great uh, if it was a joint rank, one. <laughs> I know. Power rank top five. Who else? You'd like to see there have their own movie. And L says Scott Hall would be an obvious choice. Yeah, Scott Hall biopic would be And cool. who could you get to play Scott Hall, though? I mean, Hemsworth as Hogan will be really... That'll be so much fun. Yeah. They should have got Taika Waititi to direct that movie, by the way. Mm-hmm. That could be great. Um, oh, mine. My answer has always been Bruno San Martino. Yeah, that's good. That would be uh, amazing. What, what was their name? Gold Dust Trio. Oh That'd yeah, be good. Yeah, Alex C um, says Rick Bognar, a Rick Bognar movie, mm-hmm. and it climaxes with him debuting as fake, fake Razor Ramon. Razor Ramon. <laughs> well, we can tell that story. No, NWO Sting, Jeff Farmer. <laughs> Jeff Farmer. There you go. Uh, Chris Kaufman, it's Triple H's birthday. What gift do you give the King of Kings? I believe Anthony has the correct answer here. Salmon. Oh he yeah, he, salmon. He can. Yeah, you can never give him enough salmon. That's I what had I salmon heard. last night. And guess what? I was I, I microwave salmon for lunch today. Uh, well, you're in the privacy of your own home. I feel for your family, and uh, you know, that's, I turned the the vent on over the stove. To that's kind good. Of, and it, my wife made a really good mango uh, avocado type salsa to go on it. So it kind of covered up any fishy smell but wasn't even that fishy drew masters do you guys think there should be an off season for wwe yes 
A hundred percent yes. Without a doubt. Absolutely. Sean Barlow, just thinking today, surely we can't do the Performance Center. Sorry, the Royal Rumble Performance Center with no fans. That would be so strange. What do you think the chances are of having fans back by then? By the uh, Rumble by January? I, I think by, at, at that point, dude, hasn't all of Florida already gotten it? I don't know, man. <laughs> and, and, and like, do you hear like it? 14 uh, Miami Marlins players? Yeah, I know. It? I know. Adam Silver was trending because of his bubble concept. <laughs> because, I can't. Yeah. I like, if you're going to do sports uh, in this day and age, you got to do it in a bubble. That's the only way it's going to work. It's the only way it's going to work. Hey, and like, if WWE yeah. wants to have fans at the shows, then they got to set up shop, kind of like they're doing in Orlando. Just they're having every show at one arena. Mm-hmm. 25% uh, of the venue's occupancy, mm-hmm. and that's it. You can't t- make it, you can't take it on the road yet. Because yeah. once you exit anything that's resembling a bubble, then uh, the opportunities for risk just go up so much. If Florida just tries to power through, um, then maybe by January they'll be ready for the Rumble. I honestly don't know. I have no idea how that works. I still don't know if you, I mean, I, I, I think you can st- you can get it like you had it. You, you you get through it, and I think you can have it again, can't you? <laughs> That's kind of up for debate. Yeah, I've seen a some, lot. Yeah, some things where, or some you know, some anecdotal things where it's the case, and then you read about it, and it's like, no, it kind of seems like that's not. It could be one of those things where the virus can just kind of stay within you for up to like four months, three and a half months. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, who knows? So who knows? Jonathan, what's next for Bo Dallas? Nothing. Next, I mean, it's you know. I just I don't know. Nothing seemingly. This is a good question from uh, NJWP. Out of the owners of WWE, Impact, AEW, and NWA, which would you have dinner with? Fight, be their production assistant or a personal assistant, and be friends with. Okay, so I gotta I gotta fight somebody. I gotta be a PA. What else? Or personal assistant, have dinner with, and then be friends with. Friends. Okay. What are the names? So Vince McMahon. Uh, it's always good to have a friend in Vince McMahon. I'd have dinner with Vince. Okay. Because you sit, you know, you have some conversation for a couple hours, and that's it. That's well. I guess like I need the other names like before I start deciding these things. So I guess impact that'd be Ed Nordholm. Okay, wait a second. What I thought isn't there like a bunch of names out of the owners of WWE? Oh, owners, Impact. the owners. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I don't know who the actual owner of Anthem Entertainment is. So we'll just say Ed Nordholm because he's yeah. the guy that's running Impact. Yeah, Ed Nordholm. And um, then Tony Khan. Oh, Tony Khan. And then that's Billy Corgan. And Billy. Who's your friend? Uh, let's see here. I would be the assistant to Tony Khan. I think he'd be the best boss. He'd probably he get you like really cool Christmas presents too. Um, I would, I guess, I would fight Ed Nordholm. I don't have yeah. any desire to be around that guy. Uh, I'd have. So then you'd be uh, Billy Corgan's personal assistant. No, Tony Khan's personal assistant. Oh, sorry. Then you'd, you'd be friends with Billy Corgan. I'd have dinner with Billy Corgan. I'd be oh, friends right, with sorry. Vince McMahon. All right. And I'd fight Ed Nordholm, and I'd win too. Damn it. And it'd be a fight for control of Impact Wrestling. There you go. I'd have dinner with Vince, fight Ed Nordholm, be friends with Tony Khan, and then I guess I'd I'd put in a year as Billy Corgan's personal assistant and move on to other things. 
Yeah, you got to fi- find out what uh, some of those rock star guys can be kind of weird, though, man. Mm-hmm. But then also they're rock stars. So you get to see the life, the rock star life. Be like, hey, about to have this orgy. Larson, come in here and, uh, you know, sorry, sorry, partake Billy, if you thing. wish. Same, sorry, Billy, not my thing. Well, he's like, well, you're my personal assistant. I order you to get naked. <laughs> sorry. I guess I'll look for employment elsewhere, Billy. William Patrick Corgan. <laughs> William Patrick Corgan. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Greg Morris says, uh, is Butch Mayo related to Butch Bacon? There was actually a Butch Bacon that was a fighter, you know. I, I, was, really? I was Googling Butch Bacon. And I think he was like a MMA fighter or something. Oh, yeah, wow. he's an MMA fighter. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trey asked, does AEW need a wrestling war to build their brand or would it be better to focus on their talent and building compelling stories of relying, instead of relying on shots at WWE? Uh, Trey says, I'm 40, still on that all-important demo, but a wrestling war doesn't interest me. Am I alone on this? I think by and large, AEW does focus on their own things. They'll take shots at WWE from time to time. I don't really feel like it ever goes overboard. I personally don't feel like they... Engage. If if I'll put it this way, if you stay off Twitter, or if you just all, all you gotta do is don't follow them on Twitter, because like you see you see the shots every once in a while. You got Tony Khan talking about ratings. You got I, Cody doesn't really do that. Jericho obviously has made it a gimmick. I don't yeah. see it. I mean, some a lot of the surrounding story, a lot of the surrounding narrative, I guess, just falls into that. But I don't think it's perpetuated necessarily by AEW. I think that AEW tries to do their thing. They're mm-hmm. early on there were pot shots every, you know, a, a couple weeks in a row. But I don't know. I don't really think to me it doesn't I don't think that defines their product at all. I think that their product defines their product. I think that their stars mm-hmm. define their product. And I don't mm-hmm. I think that the the war is a, a narrative that's by and large it's, perpetuated it's by, by large fans. constructive. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Noob and company. If Shayna Baszler faces Oscar for the Raw Women's Title at SummerSlam, um, if Oscar wins tonight, will her push end? Or if Sasha Banks wins, will it protect Oscar? So if Shayna faces Oscar for the title at night, sorry, if Shayna faces Oscar for the title at SummerSlam, assuming Oscar wins tonight, will her push end? I guess Oscar's will push her. end or. Or if Sasha wins tonight, will it protect Asuka? Well, I think regardless, Asuka is going to be ch- taking on Shayna Baszler at SummerSlam. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, I think Asuka is going to win tonight. I think Bailey's going yeah, to cost so, Sasha too. that title. Um, they might yeah. do something more clever than that, but that's how I, I think it's going to go down. Um, and then, and I don't know. I mean, uh, I think that Shayna, whether we agree with this or not, Shayna is going to have to prove to Vince McMahon that she is a viable commodity, I guess, as a wrestler. Um, because after Mania, she sort of disappeared. And, uh, and you know, if she, she might very well get that title off Asuka. Mm-hmm. But I'll believe it when I see it. Yep. Uh, Sean, this is a good question. What failed WWE superstar... Would uh, do you think would have a better chance of making 
making it now with all these cinematic matches happening. Bo Dallas, I think, would have terrific sort of camera charisma. Well, I think he already does, but I think that you could really make use of his uh, of his comedy chops. I'll on, say uh, Mordecai. Mordecai. What's like, that? You know, by every indication, like the character, the gimmick had some potential, but the way he decided to wrestle his matches, slow, deliberate, mm-hmm. kind of undid him. Yeah. Um, so you can kind of either get away from that or, or use it in a more cinematic manner if you're doing it in these cinematic matches. Hugh Long Heavy, how soon should Big E squash the Fiend? Well, Fiend wins title at SummerSlam. SmackDown after SummerSlam, uh, Big E defeats him in 90 seconds to get the title and has that belt for five years. There you go. Dominic Molnar, who do you think is the most underutilized wrestler in AEW? To him, he thinks it's Joey Janela. Did you see that that fall Joey Janela? Yeah, man. Wow. That's just not smart. Not into that. Um, uh, I, I do. I also actually think that he's probably high up there on the list of underutilized wrestlers. I think he's absolutely terrific. It just freaks me out when he takes risks like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll say Sean Spears. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. It always seems we'll like go, they're percolating something with him. and then like, I know, and then he'll be off TV for weeks at a time. Yeah. Are uh, you reading Justin, stuff off the Twitch yet? No, I haven't got. There's still plenty of Twitter questions here. Okay. Uh, Justin is Brooks. Who in AEW and WWE would you want to be stuck on a deserted island with? We've had variations of this question before. Stuck on a deserted island with. Uh, Oscar. I feel like Oscar is probably a very. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? She's probably pr- pretty crafty. She's probably pretty clever. So you want somebody who can like you know, who can do that on a desert island. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good answer. Uh, Drew McIntyre. Yeah. And that, and that and that promo he did with the gameskeeper guy, he was throwing around rocks. Okay, sure. Yeah. You know, you, you, we need to build some sort of shelter. He just takes a tree, mm-hmm. breaks it with the bare hands. Mm-hmm. It, it seems. Uh, it, it seems. It seems like he'd be a good pick. Lowercase Kevin, considering a work from home life is going to be the norm for me for 2020. I'm casually getting back into video games and bought a PS4 this week, taking out the trash fire that is WWE 2K20, which in the 2K game series would you recommend I buy for some fun gameplay? Uh, go with 2K19. 2K19 yeah, was, was a lot of fun. That was fine. Yeah, 19 was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, Cliff Davis says, liking the enhanced Matt chat from this past weekend. Thank you again to Brian Zane for joining us for Matt chat last week. That was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, who else is on your special guest wish list? Oh, we got to keep that close. Can't can't reveal that because we're gonna. I'm 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 bound in a term. We're gonna get some. Yeah, we're gonna get some. But let's yep. say okay. Answer the question, but with somebody that we probably don't have a shot at getting. Well, Vince McMahon. <laughs> It'd be, could you imagine Vince answering a Christopher Rappersod question? Vince, this question's from Christopher Abersod. He asks, why do you hate wrestling? <laughs> well, what, does he, what does he mean I hate wrestling? I am wrestling. <laughs> That's your answer, Vince? <laughs> that is what I believe. <laughs> uh, That's what you got to bring back. Remember, remember that from uh, was it Deadwood? And that is what I believe. Yeah, and me and Lacey, always, we, we still use that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Lord Ziffer, do you guys think Balor will win any more titles while he's back in NXT, or is this more about putting on banger matches and elevating talent for him? I'm really curious how that Walter match would have panned out. I know. I mean, I, I, my, my gut's telling me they're using this uh, North American title thing to develop a new star, but if there's any kind of established star they're going to put a belt on, I would think it's going to be Finn. Mm-hmm. That could be completely wrong. I mean, just based on the tone of Keith Lee's announcement, uh, who we've seen in these two qualifying uh, or announced for these two qualifying matches so far. My gut's just telling me they're just going to use that belt to elevate somebody, you know, away from the, the, the mid card. Yeah. Yeah. On My the other hand, grinds. Keith Lee is not, I mean, okay. He's yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I can see them going any number of ways with that. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see here. Mm-hmm. Nava. With more wrestlers being allowed to perform in New Japan and or the Indies, could this eventually become the new normal way of contracts? Yeah, with AEW, probably. With AEW and Impact, probably. Well, okay, so with AEW, kind of depends on how much stroke you have. Um, I don't know how much leeway they would give to just your normal run-of-the-mill yeah. wrestler. Yeah, you got to have some sort of equity in the business. If you're you coming from... WWE and AEW wants you. It seems to be that you could you could probably get that. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. could probably get that. Uh, Giancarlo Fuentes, what superstars would you like to see in a Tarantino direct cinematic match? And what kind of match would it be? Smojo, 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 Smojo. He feels like a Smojo. cinematic character, or uh, and, uh, a Tarantino uh, character rather. Samoa Joe and I could see Alistair Black being in a Tarantino movie. Uh huh. Yeah, that'd be a good matchup. Uh, Zondo, what are some gimmicks to keep WWE pay per views fresh during quarantine? Like the Royal Rumble, the floor is lava, where the ring is surrounded by <laughs> fake lava, like that, like in that Netflix show. I really like that <laughs> idea. That's great. I like, dude. I I, th- I still think Money in the Bank was like pinnacle. It was like peak cinematic. That yeah. was so much fun. Outside of Firefly Funhouse, I think that was probably the most fun cinematic match. Did you see WB's top ten matches of the year so far? They have uh, their official list. I just saw like the thumbnail. I saw that like Keith Guess what Lee's was number on one. It. The number one would have been. Oh God, it's not Drew versus Brock, is it? No. What is it? Well, you think it'd be their self-proclaimed greatest oh, match Oh, the greatest ever. match ever. Yeah, right. But it's not. The Boneyard match is number one. Tough call by WWE Digital. <laughs> because on one hand, you got literally, they call it the greatest match ever. Did that at least get number two? Yeah, it was number two. That's them taking the pit. That's them being funny, though, dude. That's them completely not taking that idea seriously. Like... Oh, it's called the greatest match ever. We're going to make it number two. That's funny. Well, that, that list is completely invalid because there's no Firefly Funhouse match on that. That's actually the best match of the year. Yeah, it was more like a, it was more like a, like a silly short film. Oh, man, it was brilliant. It wasn't actually a match, though. There was a pinfall at the end, wasn't it? John Cena disappeared. It was more of a match than the Swamp Fight was. I agree with that. Uh, Alex C, uh, each of you name an actor and the other say which wrestler they'd be best at playing. All right. Daniel Day-Lewis. 
Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Um, <laughs> uh, Ricky Morton. <laughs> what the hell? The answer with Daniel Day-Lewis is Vince McMahon. That would be yeah. amazing. Um, Sam Rockwell. I would I would like to see Sam Rockwell as <laughs> You know, you know what would be great to see Sam Rockwell? I'm thinking of his uh what was that? What was the uh the the Clooney directed one about the game show guy who's a CIA guy? Oh, uh, that, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Who was it? Barris was the guy he played, right? What was his first yeah, one? Yeah. Was it George? It Chuck. Wasn't Chuck. Chuck Barris. I could see Sam Rockwell sort of in that same light, but being Mean Gene. Yeah. <laughs> How great yeah. would that be? Sam Rockwell playing Mean Gene. Asian I wonder who's going to play. I wonder, huh? Sorry, go ahead. I, I don't know who, which actress is for, but Asian Murr just says the Sandman. Imagine it's Daniel Day-Lewis as the Sandman. Oh, my gosh. Dude, I'm telling you, Daniel Day-Lewis would be Vince McMahon. It'd be great. That's too obvious an answer. Give me something more interesting than that. Ricky Morton. Wh okay, why did you say Ricky Morton then? First name that popped my head. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, the, there's no likeness whatsoever, but imagine uh, Daniel Day-Lewis playing like Paul Heyman. That'd be interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see here. Zo Zoe Conrana. Oh, what a great name, Zoe Conrana. Do you think Kushida is going to end up like Kenta in WWE, never really being utilized correctly? I don't know what the story is there, man. I don't know what the deal is. Might be another another Cassiano. I don't know. It is weird. Uh, Doctor Steve Winters. What wrestler story would make a good Dewey Cox-like movie? Um, AJ Styles because he's been like all over the place. Uh, let's see here uh, I'm just trying to do something I would love to see a New Jack biopic in a Wolf of Wall Street style <laughs> that would be yeah the excess there that'd be great that'd be something else Jonathan if you could take any modern song and go back in time and sell it to an older band who and what song would you choose that's good a what modern if, uh, song I want it that way and get it, sell it to the Four Seasons um Oh, that's good. I'm going to say I like that I want it that way as a modern song. Uh, what's that one song? Old Town Road. Give that to Waylon yeah. Jennings. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Give that to the band. There That'd you be Levon Helm singing that. That'd be good. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Haha Jackson. The Doors or Floyd? Biggie, Bruce Springsteen, Daniel Johnston. That's not a question. Opinions? I don't asking know. opinions on each of those? I don't know. That's not, it doesn't say that. Maybe he was answering something earlier. Uh, Dark Dank Lucha. Will there be an Impact Connecticut stream tomorrow? Yeah, dude. I'm doing that. Impact Tuesdays. Uh, Michael, Michelangelo, something. What will they change Killer Killian Cross's name to when, they go to when he goes to Maine? Because they can't have, have him and Nikki Cross. Well, his is spelled with a K. They're on, you know, Nikki's on SmackDown. If he's on Raw, they'll just call him Killian. Yeah. Or Carrion. <laughs> Killian. He, he 
you put Killian here. Anyways, that's it for the show. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, Twitch chat, stick around. We'll see if we could do a raid. Yeah. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.